common ground we gather, where we bring our blessings and our woes, our hunger and our greed, our poverty and our riches, our weeping and our laughter. On common ground, we listen to Nazareth's prophet and our national bard, both crying that an honest man is the noble work of God. On common ground, we worship with every word and silence. And with our names, we greet each other and in the greeting, find God. Hello, I'm Rory Hamilton, the minister of New Kilpatrick Parish and, and thanks for the space to make us Kurian together and find common ground to worship. It is Burns Night, a few days hence, thus I'm in the graveyard. And so we find some common ground between gospel and poems today. Not that Burns had many a, a good word to say about the Kirk, but there is a place where gospel and world come together. And there we meet for worship. Loving God, May our silences speak more than our words. Let that which we cannot say, say more. The questions we cannot express, the thanksgiving we cannot define, the burdens we cannot explain, the fears we cannot decipher. For that tangle and confusion is all of who we are. It is the honesty of our living. So may we find the blessing and may we recognise the woes that we live between. The joys and the fears, the power and the powerlessness, the hunger and the greed. We live between the two. That is where our human condition finds us. So between our aspirations and our realities, meet us with love and grace and forgiveness and the renewal, that we might grow and flourish and be blessed with life's sacred moments. Those times that bring deep gratitude, those times that know we are loved, those times we know the value of life, those times we find each other, those times we meet peace, those times where our worth is found in another's worth. Holy God, may we know blessing and let go woes, know affirmation and let go fear as we together pray the prayer of belonging. Our Father, who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. Amen. Matthew's 
version of the words we're about to hear is better known. They are gentler, more spiritual, easier on the lifestyle. Luke's version is a little more cutting and instead of being called the Beatitudes as in Matthew, here they are known as blessings and woes. They are more here and now than Matthew's words. Blessed are the poor in heart, says Matthew. Blessed are the poor here and now, says Luke. No spiritualizing of them here. But the word blessing is better understood as honorable. The whole culture was based on honor and shame. Being poor is not a sin, there is honor, which is exactly the first line in a man's, a man, don't bow your head, lift it. Nothing wrong in honest poverty. And the word woe better translates as shameful, not shameless, but shameful, acting without regard to the thoughts of others. These are all relationship memes, lines that are not to trip us or lift us, but reevaluate how we live in the world. But more of that after hearing them first. Then he looked up at the disciples and said, Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who are hungry now, for you will be filled. Blessed are you who weep now, for you will laugh. And blessed are you when people hate you, and when they exclude you, revile you, and defame you on the account of the Son of Man. Rejoice on that day and leap for joy, for surely your reward is great in heaven. For that is what their ancestors did to the prophets. But woe to you who are rich, for you have received your consolation. Woe to you who are full now, for you will be hungry. Woe to you who are laughing now, for you will mourn and weep. Woe to you when all speak well of you, for that is what their ancestors did to the false prophets. Is there for honest poverty that hings his head and all that. The coward slave, we pass him by. <laughs> we dare be poor for all that. For all that and all that our toils obscure and all that. The rank is but the guinea stamp. The man's the gout for all that. What though on hamely fare we dine? Wear hodden grey and all that. Gee fools their silks and knaves their wine. A man's a man for all that. For all that and all that, their tinsel show and all that. The honest man, though say poor, is king o' men for all that. You see yon birke cod a lord that struts and stares and all that. The hunters worship at his word. He's but a coof for all that. <laughs> for all that and all that. His ribboned star and all that. The man, oh independent mind, 
<laughs> he looks and laughs at all that. The prince can mark a belted knight, a marquis, duke and all that. But an honest man's aboon his micht. Good faith, he mona for that. For all that and all that, their dignities and all that. The pith o' sense and pride o' worth are higher rank than all that. Then let us pray that come it may as come it will for all that. That sense and worth o'er all the earth shall bear the gree and all that. For all that and all that it's coming yet for all that. That man to man the world o'er shall brothers be for all that. I wonder what Luke's gospel would sound like if it was Burns rather than Luke who wrote it. I wonder if it would sound like a man's a man, for there is not much distance to travel between Burns' poem and Luke's Beatitudes. The high and mighty are tinsel show, who strut and stare and all that. And the least, the poor, the hungry, don't hang your head, there is nothing dishonourable about you. It's the constant chorus of the great reversal, living in the world where value is found in what our culture and welfare consider valueless. It invites us, who are cursed by Jesus' words, to rethink how we measure the world. It invites us to move from what is important to us to what is a priority in the kingdom and share that same concern. In fact, it's more than an invitation, it's a command. It tells us the gospel is most alive. You see life most clearly without the lens of power and wealth. To see ourselves also without the possessions we have and the power we hold, but rather see ourselves as who we are in relationship with those God prioritises, to see ourselves in our identification with the least. A man's a man for all that. Now, I've read a lot of sermons and, and background to this passage. Some skirt round the very obvious reading of it, some spiritualise it, some make excuses, and most reinterpret it wildly to justify our lifestyles. It's a difficult passage at the same time as being quite straightforward. Difficult because, well, I am cursed because I am not poor. Difficult to hear because I have enough to eat. People even speak well of me on occasion. But quite straightforward in what Jesus is saying. It's the kind of gospel passage that makes us halt, serves as a corrective to excess, selfishness, elitism, and turns us with a hard turn towards our neighbours, our parish, our world, and leaves almost without comment. Here's the world. Here's God's view. Respond. It's one of these passages where God does nothing for our salvation. God just leaves us to make up our own minds. 
There is no alternative interpretation that eases this. It is as it is, and ours is to measure the values we have, the priorities we make, the version of faith we hold, and the relationships we have with the world. This is the gospel, where the truth begins with the least. But this is a world that more and more becomes more and more estranged from the truth. There are enough powerful people who manipulate truth, camouflaging it with fake news, who exploit the markers of meaning we have. People whose power is simply to constantly unsettle reality, calling into question our values, who to trust, what to trust. It's a game that attempts to change the story, have us unsure what we believe anymore, what is right and good, what is valuable. It's not new. In Jesus' time, it was much the same. His only power was to preach in order to call us back to kingdom values. Burns, unable to vote in his day, attempted to offer corrective too, but he did that through his writing. Ours is to gather under and trust the words of those that lead us back or lead back to our humanity, our, our sense of values, our priorities that shape decent communities and establish right relationships with each other, owning God's reversal that focuses on the least and lost and hearing, yes, really hearing the words of the one we call the word. Blessed are you when people hate you and when they exclude you, revile you and defame you, for that is what their ancestors did to the prophets. Woe to you when all speak well of you, for that is what their ancestors did to the false prophets. Then let us pray that come it may, as come it will for all that, that sense and worth o'er all the earth shall bear the grief and all that. For all that and all that is coming yet for all that, that man to man, the world o'er, shall brothers be for all that. Thank you for your company or letting us accompany you uh, again today. The theme of Burns and uh, on Wednesday this week we have a, a many kind of <laughs> worshipful Burns supper at our midweek service on Wednesday at 11 o'clock to which you're all invited to. Lots of things happening coming up because it's our 375th anniversary and on the 18th of February we have the moderator of the church coming to lead us in worship. We're serving breakfast, we're having community, and that's just the start of a whole bundle of different activities. You should receive a brochure in the post if you're subscribed to us or by email. It's on the website as well at nkchurch.org.uk with all the events that are coming up, all of them trying to help us look beyond our, the walls here and out into our community more. So please do engage with that if you can. And it goes on for uh, six months or so, different activities uh, where we both celebrate being a parish church as well as 
find ways to reconnect ourselves with community and with our neighbours. So please do join us if you can in all these different ways. Loving God, bless the poor, not with words, but in renewed relationships with each one of us, daring to live the gospel. Bless the hungry, not with fast food menus, but with a new balance of trade with each one of us, daring to be gospel people. Bless those who weep, not with hankies, but with a compassion that comes from being with people, daring the gospel to be true. Bless those excluded by the world, not with membership cards, but a new way of being seen by us all, daring to share the vision of the gospel. Woe to those too wealthy who store up power and unbalance the world when we move ourselves further from the poor. Woe to those well fed with too many calories and power and dividing the world when we seek cheap food that we might buy more luxuries. Woe to those laughing now from their wealthy comforts at the least, creating prejudice based on our fears and ignorance. Woe to those who only hear what they want to hear and not the truth, living lives that only praise them without the balance of honesty. Maybe find a way to a world full of blessing and rid of woes. So be it. Amen. Go now, for old time's sake. Gee your horn to trusty fears and take a horn of theirs. And from cups of kindness to wally walks, be the blessing and not the woe for auld lang syne. And the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the common life of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen.